The Boston Bruins went down to Florida and won two games without Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci in the lineup. Going to talk about how they pulled it off on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things Spoked B. Today is Monday, April 24th, and I want to thank you so, so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day, free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, and we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. The Bruins leading their first round playoff series with the Florida Panthers by a margin of three to one after winning games three and four on the road without their captain and their second line center in Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. I'm going to break down how they did it and discuss some other takeaways specifically from Game 4 as I went live on YouTube following Game 3 with with some reaction from that one. Just a quick reminder, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. No, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit... I don't want to say despondent, but discouraged, of course, when we learned that Patrice Bergeron did not travel to Florida with the Bruins and that David Krejci had also been ruled out of Game 3 and then subsequently Game 4. Still, the Bruins went out and won both of those games on the road, securing a 3-1 series lead. So how did they do it? Well, I said on Friday that this was an opportunity for some other important Bruins, perhaps not core Bruins. When you think of core Bruins, you think of Bergeron, of course, Brad Marchand, David Krejci, David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy. Those guys are so important to Boston's success, but... There's some other guys who had an opportunity to step up and help this team win and also kind of etch themselves into Bruins lore. And that's exactly what happened over the weekend with some guys stepping up huge. First of all, Taylor Hall with four points in the win on Sunday against the Florida Panthers. Just an unreal effort for Taylor Hall, who, you know, if he's he's not a core Bruin, but he's just outside that circle after being acquired a couple of years ago, signing a four-year contract extension. He was kind of a forgotten guy with the injury that he suffered back in February, wasn't in the lineup for a couple of months, but he registered his first career four-point outing in the postseason becoming the first Bruin to do so in the 
playoffs since Tori Krug in Game 3 of the 2019 Stanley Cup Final. He played exceptionally well, according to head coach Jim Montgomery. He assisted on both of Jake DeBrusque's goals. We'll talk about Jake in a moment. Buried his third of the series with a nifty dangle on a breakaway that was caused by pressuring Radko Gudis on the puck, forcing a turnover, and then he also added an empty net goal to seal things for the Boston Bruins. So Taylor Hall stepping up huge, and he's not the only one. You have two trade deadline acquisitions who are top four in playoff points so far for the Bruins. Tyler Bertuzzi, he's got six points in four games, two goals, four assists. And then you have Dmitry Orlov, who has five assists in his first four playoff games as a member of the Boston Bruins. Now Bertuzzi, he picked up two points, a goal, and an assist on Sunday in game four. He sits too shy of the most by a Bruin in their first playoff series. Ray Bork had eight points in 1980 against the Penguins. Jason Allison with eight points in 1998 against the Washington Capitals. Could be only one game left in this series, but Bertuzzi could very well tie that record at the very least. The last player to start their playoff careers with a four-game point streak are Boone Jenner and Jamie Benn. Both did it in five games in 2014. So Bertuzzi, just unreal so far for the Boston Bruins in the postseason, not just on the score sheet, but bringing some intangibles as well. He's mixing it up, getting physical, and um, contributing on the power play. And you can see the excitement on his face after he scored. Just everything the Bruins could have hoped for in acquiring him. And the same for Orlov. He now has five points in the series. He's just the sixth defenseman since 1997 to register a point in each of his first four playoff games with the franchise. That's per NHL stats. Montgomery credited his swagger, his confidence, his compete and he just digs in. Um, just such an impressive opening few games for these depth guys, really showing how good of a trade deadline Don Sweeney had this season. You're getting contributions from other guys as well. Brad Marchand, three goals, one assist through four games. Pavel Zaka's averaging a point per game with four assists. Nick Foligno is even in there. One goal, two assists for three points in four games. That's ahead of David Pasternak, who's been relatively quiet here in the first four games. Only two goals. Uh, He is second as well in shots, 14 behind Marchand, who has 15. Perhaps we'd like to see a bit more from David Pasternak. But the fact that the Bruins have... Won three or four games against Florida with a combined three points from Pasternak, Krejci, who had one assist before getting injured, and Bergeron, who of course has not 
appeared in the postseason so far is pretty impressive. Um, some other guys not really showing up on the score sheet as of yet either. Charlie Coyle has been a beast this series. He's only got one goal. Uh, Charlie McAvoy with one assist. He's been hitting the lights out, but hasn't had an impact on the score sheet. And uh, Hampus Lindholm as well. Zero points in four games. Same as Trent Frederick, who's coming off that 17-goal season. Uh, Jacob Lauko got his first career playoff point, as did Linus Allmark in the win, and we'll talk about Linus more here in a moment. But the big guys who stepped up on Sunday were Jake DeBrusque, two goals, Taylor Hall, two goals, two assists, four, four total points. And, uh, you know, if the Bruins are going to continue to go deeper and deeper in the playoffs, well, that depth is going to continue to be relied upon. And hopefully they can get Bergeron, Krejci back in the lineup and get other guys like McAvoy, Coyle, Frederick, who could be a candidate to come out of the lineup when those guys are healthy. Uh, All these guys need to get going as well. But such a great team effort overall for the Bruins this weekend. And that's how they have a 3-1 lead over the Florida Panthers. We're going to talk about game four a bit more in depth, specifically the shenanigans, Linus Allmark dropping the gloves, wanting to have a go at Matthew Kachuk. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, which is Game Time. Now, Game Time is the best place to go for tickets to your favorite events. It shouldn't be a stressful thing to buy tickets for your favorite sports team, music shows, comedy, theater. Game Time has killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. I'm looking at some City and Color slash Ben Harper tickets later on this summer, getting them through the Game Time app, and cannot wait to go to that show. You can get images of your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. That's locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase at game time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Terms do apply. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app. And on Tuesday's episode, we're going to do some playoff power rankings, a look at who is looking like the top contenders for the Stanley Cup so far in the postseason. One of the highlights of Game 4, without question, was a scrum late in the third period, which led to 52 minutes and penalties, which ended up with Linus Ulmark tossing his glove, blocker, and mask to the ice, just ready to have a go, at Matthew Kachuk. Allmark clearly ready to defend himself. 
and just had it with Matthew Kachuk's shenanigans. Kachuk with a vicious cross check to Garnet Hathaway at the end of the first period that left Hathaway clearly hurting. He was able to come back in the game, but you could see that he was wincing on the bench. And Marchand, after the game, said the Panthers seem to thrive on that. They build a lot of emotion in their game after whistles and creating scrumps. He added, quote, hasn't really been the way that we've played all year. So when we can play hard between the whistles and then skate away, it definitely allows us to stay in the right mindset to play the way we want to play, end quote. And Marshawn specifically, with a very impressive zero on his penalty minute stat line this season, you know, the Panthers have been trying to goad him, trying to get him to take that retaliatory penalty, but he has kept his nose clean and has scored the three goals in four games as his way of making his mark on the playoff run. Now, Allmark received a 10-minute misconduct. He was eligible to return to the game, but the Bruins opted to remove him in favor of Jeremy Swayman in order to avoid any further confrontations. I loved the grin on Swayman's face as Allmark tagged him into the game. Uh, Brendan Carlo added, Kachuk's been doing a lot of things to try to get under our skin. But for the most part, we're doing a good job of keeping it between the whistles, and I'm proud of our guys for doing so. Because sometimes you've got to show a little passion and pushback. Linus did a great job in that situation, for sure. End quote. Allmark, for his part, is another huge reason why the Bruins came out of Florida with two wins. He allowed... Four goals on 74 shots in those two games. Raising his series save percentage to 926 after uh, posting that 828 save percentage, allowing five goals on 29 shots in game two of the series. So a huge bounce back for him and just showing that passion as well. His poise, his ability to make some key saves at big times, and Carlo called him the backbone of the team for sure. They all feed off his energy and his confidence. Normally, the Bruins follow the lead of Bergeron, Krejci out there, but again, for the second straight game, they were without their top two centers, and some guys stepped up huge. I mentioned Coyle, Hall, Bertuzzi, Felino, just the leadership from the existing veteran corps helped the Bruins so much, and other guys stepped up huge when it comes to um, putting the puck in the back of the net. Now, DeBrusque, I should mention, briefly left the game in the first period after taking a hall feed to the side of his head. Caused a cut and he had to get some stitches, but he was out there quick and was able to put the puck in the back of the net. Hathaway was banged up, like I mentioned. He was able to come back 
and um, he said he's going to be adding a lot more padding to his gear. But full credit to Linus Allmark for not backing down for Matthew Kachuk, for making some key saves after allowing Kachuk to score on that pretty nice between-the-legs play, and for just helping the team settle down a bit, get that confidence, and to know that he, A, has their backs, and also B, or maybe it should be the other way around, A, will save the puck as the backstop and have their backs um, and not take any crap from the likes of Matthew Kachuk and otherwise. Coming up in a moment, we're going to take a quick look at the health status of both Bergeron and Krejci in advance of game four, but quick word of thanks once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Bruins and Panthers off until Wednesday because of some conflicts at TD Garden. So there's an extra day of rest here, which could help Bergeron and Krejci get ready for game five. If they're ready, they are going to suit up, according to Jim Montgomery. If they and the doctors say that they're able to play, they're playing. You don't take chances in the playoffs. You don't wait and say, oh, he's going to get another eight days of rest. If he's healthy and we know what the situation is, if he gets the green light, he's playing on Wednesday, and that's both of them, but especially Bergeron. Montgomery has higher hopes for him playing than Krejci, end quote. So it looks like we will hopefully get Bergeron at least for game five, possibly Krejci. If they close out the series, then they'll get a few more days of rest before the second round starts. But like Montgomery said, you want to get your optimal lineup in there. And so if Bergeron is ready, then they're not going to sit him in order to give him extra rest, not taking any chances, not wanting to give the Panthers any hope of extending the series, bring Bergeron in and uh, finish things off, get the job done. In terms of Brad Marchand, I should add as well that his power play goal at 945 of the first gave him eight career game opening goals in the postseason. Only David Krejci and Johnny Busick have more. He now has 14 career power play goals in the playoffs, trailing only Cam Neely, Phyllis Bezito, Busick, and Bergeron. He also had a four points in the opening four games. He joins Bertuzzi and Orlov as the Bruins to start the postseason with points in four straight games. Krejci and Horton, Nathan Horton, were the last Bruins to reach that mark back in 2013. So the two trade deadline acquisitions, Brad Marchand, very consistent to begin this series. And then, of course, you had that outburst from Taylor Hall, which really helped as well. Taylor Hall is among the league leaders in playoff points so far with seven. He trails uh, Leon Dreisaitl, who leads with nine. 
Rupe Hintz, Mitch Marner, each with eight. And then you have Taylor Hall tied with Evan Bouchard of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi tied with Connor McDavid, Anze Kopitar, and Adam Fox uh, to round out the top scorers in the playoffs so far. When it comes to uh, goaltending, got some impressive performances so far from Igor Shesterkin, who has played all three games so far for the Rangers. He's 2-1 and one with a 950 save percentage. Philip Gustafson has also played three games. He's got a 941 save percentage. And Linus Allmark in four games so far, 3-1 and one with a 926 save percentage. Jack Campbell, Akira Schmid, a bit better, but only in one appearance each. All right, friends, that is it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. A very exciting weekend. I know a lot of us feeling very good today about Boston's chances of finishing off the Florida Panthers. The Toronto Maple Leafs have a chance tonight to go up two, sorry, 3-1 on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And on tomorrow's show, we'll bring you all the latest on the black and gold, as well as playoff power rankings and a look at the teams that have the best chances of winning the cup so far uh, through the postseason. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you are all doing well. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.